Hello, welcome to another Keen's Club Revisited. As we promised last time, this is 1993's Red Rock West. This is our 19th Keen's Club Revisited. Just me and Mike again okay. here. We did Bangkok Dangerous last time, going 15 years earlier. So we had lunch, Oof. now we're 15 years in the past. <laughs> I'm ready to go. All right, we are watching okay. DVD today. It is a full screen, wide screen. No, it's wide screen. One on each side. No, but the one on each side, oh, right? okay, yeah. yeah, 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 one on each side. One of those classic fancy well, DVDs. Same with uh, Bangkok Dangerous, so the the wide screen was on side A. Nice, nice enough. Wonderful. So, so here we are, Red Rock West DVD, play in three, two, two one, and play. play. Okay. Polygram. Polygram. All right. Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Oh, my... Propaganda Films Production. John Dahl. This is what nice. Does he do? Because there's not a lot of production logos ahead of it. Top build if you have that. Oh, I do have that. Cool. <laughs> uh John Dahl. Oh, of Rounders fame? Wow. Oh, here we are on a road reminiscent of Never on Tuesday, which we have not done for this. I'm not looking forward to rewatching Never on Tuesday, just for that one scene, of course, but here we are, Cage, struggling to get out of his car. <laughs> oh, man, he felt he sleeping in his car. He's going to do push-ups on the side of the road. Sure is. Not... Oh, uh, Lara Flynn Boyle, Twin Peaks Connection, crossing that off. And, oh, Mike, yeah. I don't want to, you know... I don't want to... Visible tattoo. But I'm already... What? Visible tattoo. Who do I have that? God, I got it. I got three in a row already. Nice. Cage freaks out. Woman stack nudity. Stands something weird. War. Gambling. Last maniacally. School. Tonal shift. Montage. Someone returns from another Cage film. Ooh. It also reminds me of my own private Idaho's road. Helicopter overreaction. Subtitles. Extreme facial expression. Cage dies. Red sports car. Awkward sexy in New Orleans. Billiards are bowling. Magic mysticism. Do not think I'm going to win, unless we get nudity and an extreme facial expression, in which case I will win. Oh, shave! Oh, shaving! Nice. Look at that. Shaving in a water basin, too, probably with rainwater. Do I have cage shaves? And shirtless, all in the... That's nudity. Crossing it off. I got four in a row, Mike. Hold on. I got nudity there. If if we get an extreme facial expression, I win. Nudity and shirtless. I have both, so... Do I have shirtless or do I have shaves? I have cage shaves. I don't have either of those. Damn. All right. My entire bingo card <laughs> rests on extreme facial expression. He's got two visible tattoos. One's real, and the other is that Marine Corps one. Oh, one the one-arm push-ups. Tattoo, yeah. He's at, he did push-ups in Bangkok Dangerous. This is two movies in a row. So this Working one, he's out. doing the one-arm push-ups. This is when he's yeah. you know, 29. He's my age in this movie. Crazy. I've never looked like him. <laughs> in many ways. Can you turn the volume up a little bit? Do we sure have, can. Do we have get, it louder before? Or we have not changed before? in the back of the trunk here. Um, I do wish... I mean, we said it on the last episode. We've said it throughout Cage Club. I do wish Nicolas Cage returned to that Western genre because... Yeah, I want him in a timely Western. Like, proper, like, 1800s Western. Mm. Instead, we just have him in modern-day... Colorado, maybe? Wyoming? Wyoming? And this is more of like a neo-noir, neo-western kind of merging, I feel. Which is great. Which is cool. 
Directed by John Dahl, you said, who directed Rounders? That's what his IMDb said. All right. And a bunch of other stuff, but it looks like he's been doing a lot of television lately. Don't splash the pot. <laughs> Give me my Oreos. I love that movie. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I might not still love it, but I think I love that movie. You'll have figured out my tell. Now I play shit. That's about what Braga... Is that a name? Braga? Braga? I don't know. Braga? Oh, Fast and Furious. There's a Braga in that, Yeah, there is. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Are we getting subtitles here? Why are my subtitles not working? There we go. There we go. This reminds me, again, second movie in a row, getting a Logan Lucky shout-out, you know, in a trailer early on in the movie. Except this time he's getting a job as opposed to losing a job. When's that episode of Cinemakers coming out? I think next... Oh, no, this is... So this episode I'm comes probably. out April 12th, so I think the Logan Lucky episode should come out in a week or two, I think. I want to say. So check that out on Cinemakers, where Mike and I, along with Tobin Addington, was on a bunch of regular Cage Clubs, no revisiteds, because he's all the way out in Montana. Near Red Rock, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, he had oh, three his of name's us. Michael in this? Hey, that's my name. Oh, he was Joe in the last one. He's Michael in this one. Hey, perfect. We're on a roll. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. we're going through all Soderbergh's movies, and so we're we're just about caught up as this comes out. So go check out uh, Cinemakers because it's because Steven Soderbergh, believe it or not, has made a ton of good movies. Since this movie used to come on HBO or late night cable a lot when I was in high school, and I would I would never watch it, but it's one of my best friend's favorite movies at the time, so. I don't think he's listening, but shout out to Aldo because this is his favorite movie. Aldo <laughs> Went in high school. A girl named Rain. That's right. He did marry a girl named Rain, and they are now Aldo Rain, which is a character from Inglorious Bastards. Um, Me, P.I. Yeah, he, he would go on and on. He's like, Mike, did you watch Red Rock West last night? And I was like, oh, I missed it again. He's like, dude, what is wrong with you? It's on so much. <laughs> Haven't you seen it yet? I was like, ah. Back when the TV Guide channel was a thing, back when TV yep. Guides were still a thing. Yep. Used to get TV Guide. Oh, that's an extreme gesture. It's not an extreme facial expression, though. I'm not going to give him uh, that. Cage freaks out. Oh, there we go. There Bingo. Timestamp me, please. What, you're done already? Yep. Damn, six minutes. I have nudity. He was, he was topless. Top build in the credits. Free space. Facial expression. Twin Peaks connection. Laura Flynn Boyle. Nice. Good job. I'm too. I'm not going to win, but there's no way. I just got Cage Freaks Out. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give. Them, I'm still gonna keep playing. Overreaction? Not really, because he just did. You know, he thought he had a job. Didn't actually have a job. Let's see what else is there. Exasperated broken man. Not yet. I feel like he might get there. Rest of it. Not sure. We it's two games in a row that I won. I don't usually win these bingo games either. Look at that old five dollar bill. <laughs> He looks... He does not... He looks so much older than... Tw- like, he definitely looks like he's in his mid-30s. Because if this came out in 93, it was probably shot in 92, which means he was 28. So, like, wow. I'm two years older than him here, and, like... Wild. It's not just the outfit. It's, like, the whole... It's everything, you know? Yeah, it's the whole presence. It's the, the, the weight of the world weighing on him. Because we're 12 years into his career now. I really don't remember much of this movie. I remember not much actually really happening. Does he try and get... Someone tries to set him up? I know we get Dennis Hopper at one point. Which 
I guess that's a Lynch connection, not exactly a Twin Peaks connection. Is Dennis Hopper, was he in another Cage movie with him? Mm, no, I'm thinking of River's Edge, which was Keanu. Mm. Cage Keanu almost. was in two, because also Speed it was another Keanu movie. true. Pop Quiz, hot shot. <laughs> what two movies were Dennis Hopper and Keanu Reeves in together? <laughs> Cage is looking for work. His hand in his hip pocket. I would hire him. He could be like a denim model. He's just wearing a Canadian tuxedo <laughs> right now. Uh, I Canadian thought it was from the Jay Leno jacket. collection. Oh. Is Jay Leno Canadian or no? No, but he just, he's decked he's out in, in denim. He's always in denim and denim. Another Keanu connection, Jay Leno's yep, garage. That's right. Man, what Keanu is going on here? Motorcycles You know, we were talking, so this is a roundabout way of going, I feel like there's going to be a lot of tangents in this movie because, slower movie again, mm-hmm. two movies in a row, that's why we split up with lunch because Bangkok Danger's a little bit slower, <laughs> this a little bit slower. We found out just recently, as we're recording this, about a month ago as you're listening to this, that there's another Charlie Theron podcast called Theron Oh, that's right, yes. They tweeted at us and they said something like, uh, so this is awkward, hashtag twinsies. And I was like, the more the merrier. And I was like, well, we've done a lot of shows. Here's what we've done. And they looked at the list, and they were like, oh, weird. We're going to do Keanu next. <laughs> and I was saying to you at the Joe 2, I was like, I kind of want to tell them, like, don't do Keanu. Keanu is <laughs> There's some rough. It's Yeah, it's rough. And that's when Joe was saying that he's like, we got uh, lucky with Zeph. With Zac Efron, because he like he was in a couple of bad movies, but for the most part they were good. And yeah. I was like, same thing with Cage. Like Cage, up until the VOD era, you know, sixty-five movies. There, I like, think there's like three that you and I don't like, but yeah. we like at least sixty of them. I know it's kind of crazy, but and I... then the same thing with Shia too. Like Shia was in like movies that you know, like blockbusters that we don't love, like you know, the Transformers sequels and like. Yeah, other, like, he, had a, he had a good great, average, though. Yeah, but most of what, like most of the hidden stuff, is good. It's like Keanu killed us. Charlize is not treating us she's, very she's well. She's hurting me so bad right now, Joey. <laughs> what did I ever do? That's funny. It's like I, I, I really feel like uh, these past few Charlize movies have, have have like really been pushing me. It's not. It's just like I never knew like what bad movie she's been in, and I mean like, look. Some of us like some of them better than others and everything, you know, but there's no denying that they're bad movies. And it's, look, I, even I, that I like Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest, but it's a shit movie, you yeah. know, like, it's just, if, I wish I knew that she was in better, like, better or worse movies before we started. There's just no way to prepare. I don't remember why I was doing it, but before we started, I clicked on every movie I didn't know, just look at their IMDb page. And IMDb now prominently features their Metacritic score, uh-huh. and so many of her movies had either the red or the yellow box, oh. either like bad or okay. Yeah, like so many of them. And that's like, true. <laughs> like I mean, now her movies are incredible. Like she's making you know Mad Max and Prometheus and you know things I want to see and things that are I like. It is really sort of getting through the vegetables to get to the modern day <laughs> and just like. Now that we're able to watch every Charlie's movie that comes out, like Smoking. she's probably going to be, you know, good from here on out. But like, man, and As, she's always good. I will, you know, reiterate every time we talk about how bad some of her movies are, she is never the problem. <laughs> you know, if anything, like she is helping out 
you know, those like what was the one with Kevin Bacon? Where like they were trapped. actually yeah, trap like that movie. Really, no saving that movie. But like they're okay about it. <laughs> She's okay in it, but the movie is terrible. There was there's a uh, there's a Twitter account, Keanu doing things. Oh yeah, I just recently been turned on to that. And I retweeted something that they did today. It was like four pictures of Keanu in the sun. And the first picture is him like squinting, and then all of a sudden he just starts sunbathing. And in one of them, he looks like Robert Downey Jr. And I was like, you know, I've been wanting to sort of do, like, maybe do a Robert Downey Jr. podcast, but like, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should just like watch the movies that I want to yeah, watch. Just watch Robert Downey Jr. films. You know, that's where I think it's going to work well for Too Fast, Too Forever when we get to the point where we're doing, we're cutting in. Where you're stuff, watching other movies, and which we have, I like, sent you a nice email about. Because we could have a themed month where it's like. Okay, Joe, each of us are going to pick, like, a movie that stars The Rock that we want to see, so maybe I'll do the rundown, and maybe, like, both pick a Vin Diesel movie or whatever, just, like, instead of going through and just, like, watching bad movie after bad movie, just watch a movie Yeah, and talk about it. Remember when we were watching Reindeer Games and tried to justify it by saying, like, they thought they were doing what Red Rock West does really well? <laughs> like, that wrong man assumed identity stuff? Oof, what were... What kind of... That was that was some. I think we were reaching. Oh, we definitely were definitely <laughs> reaching. But I'm, I've also seen Ranger Games now twice in my life, which is probably two times too many. Mm-hmm. But there's LFB, Laura Flynn Boyle. Yep. Another, you know, Charlize in action there. He introduced to us via photograph. Oh, okay. There's also photos of Charlize. I think in Waking Up in Arena, they're looking at pictures. I don't think we talked about that because we talked about other things on that episode, but. There's pictures of Charlie's in there too. Like she's not dead and topless, or fake dead and topless, <laughs> like she was in Two Days in the Valley. But like it's, I always notice now. I think because it was so like egregious and in our face, like the first time we see her in Two Days in the Valley, mm-hmm. her quote unquote breakout role, we see her boobs and bloodied in a yeah. photo, and I'm like, oh, I guess this is a way you can introduce characters. So now I'm looking, and you know, they have Laura Flynn Boyle here. So now I'm in my brain. Photo. Whenever there's pictures in a in a movie that aren't just like providing background like oh look there's him with family you know, so you get a sense of him hmm. it's like actually introducing like another character through photos or whatever in my one student film Yesterday Man which is now almost 10 years old Jesus Christ so uh, I introduced uh, a character through a photograph there you so go. They had the, the protagonist is digging through a box of stuff and finds a picture of the girl that he was involved with and then we cut to we see the picture and then we cut to the girl doing well, maybe. her thing Maybe you were like in your brain. Hey, there's a movie from about 12 years ago, uh, Two Days in the Valley, which I think I really like. <laughs> they did that, and I'm not gonna like it another 10 years or so. <laughs> yeah, that's remarkable. Like, I think movies are a great way to gauge how much you've changed as a person, <laughs> like the way you think about things and the way you perceive life and what you, you know, what you think is important. Is that is not Patrick Swayze? But I was, I was literally just thinking that looks like Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think movies are a really great way to gauge how like you've changed. Like if you rewatch something that you used to like or didn't like, and then now you like it or don't, like you get an idea of that this guy reminds me of a country western guy, like the um, Reiki Breaky Heart or something. Oh, Billy Ray Cyrus? Is that who he was? Miley's dad. Oh wow, yeah. How about that? No wonder she's like kind of not so because she had to grow up listening to Achy Breaky Heart every day 
I mean, like I say that like Brazil is my least favorite movie of all time, but like if I rewatch it, I probably like it. Like I don't think you'll hate it. I mean, it won't be your least favorite movie. I, that's a tough film. Like I was, I was always a big science fiction fan, so I, that was like the first real challenging movie I watched as a, like a young adult, I guess. And so I've always been trying to decode it, I guess, my whole life. But Cage Eats, you have Cage Eats? I don't. I've got a rough card: voiceover, subtitles, singing, adaptation. An attractive woman finds KG resistible. Which I think is probably going to happen. Just by the way, he's eating those nuts. Cage laughs maniacally. Elvis or the Beatles. Dancing. School. Gambling. Bad accent. Cage in jail. I think we get that. Flashback. Airplane. Musical instrument. We'll get that. A woman is attacked. I think we get that. Red sports car. And montage. Whew. I know. My card is empty. She... Laura Flynn Boyle is one of those actresses like... um we see uh, what was her name? Bridget Fonda like I feel like she just either retired or dropped off the face of the earth or just stopped doing more for whatever reason I wish there was she had, there's more of her work out there she was in a show called Huff which was Anton Yelchin the first thing I saw him in huh. it was Hank Azaria married to Paget Brewster and uh, oh. Hank Azaria plays this guy Huff Dr. Huffstat Huffstat something hmm. and in the first episode he's a psychiatrist or psychologist in the first episode uh, a kid who came out to his parents as gay after being told to do that like by Hank Zaria's like, no, I think you should do this. It goes so poorly that the kid goes to his office and kills himself. Oh, yikes. And so it's sort of about the fallout of that and like how that affects the marriage and everything and like it was this whole like dark, dark show. It only lasted two years. I think it got cancelled. But like that's where I saw Anton Yelcher the first time. Hmm. It might have been the first time I saw Hank Zaria really. Padgett Brewster. But Laura Flynn Boyle plays one of his patients in that. And she plays this like sort of like bipolar like real nut job. And I remember like, like one episode, she like attacks Padgett Brewster with a knife. Ooh, okay. So that like, was also ten or twelve years ago. Like that's not recent. yeah, yeah. Like she was in a Man in Black movie like around that time too. I think she's in the second one. She was on a show. She did an arc on this Whoa, show. Hold on. Sorry to interrupt. He just said, "What do you have in mind?" And the subtitle said, "What?" So subtitle not. Perfect. Just sort of summarizing it. You said she was on a show. What show? She was on some show. It was um, James Con, and it took place in Vegas. Um, and she ended up like it was like a casino. No, no, no. It was like a casino show. It was like it was a weird show. I used to watch it a little bit, but like Look it looks like he's taking a leak. Stands. Yeah. But well, it also looks like he's taking a leak. But just like um, his gesturing, his posturing, it's just like James Con was running a casino, and then she took over the casino for like a year or something like that. Yeah. And, like, her character is so frail and sort of, like, small and stuff. She There was an episode where she was on the roof of the casino, and a large gust of wind blew her off the roof, and her character died that <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, I think UPS just dropped off some more Elvis movies. There you go. <laughs> Again, as we've teased on past Cage, Club revisit, Cage Clubs Revisited, later this year, after we finish Charlize... Well, no, maybe not later this year. We have to figure out the timing, because it's going to be Finish Charlize, then do a Cinemaker, then Viva Pod Vegas. To the Sheriff, Dear Mr. Police. Oh, is he writing this letter to... Cage um, is the snowman. No, he's writing it to Walter Goggins from The Hateful Eight. I am the new Sheriff of Red Rock. That was his whole thing in the... When we get to Red Rock, I'll make sure you hang. And all that. Rebel 
the Rebel Rouser, whatever. I do like that this movie in the first probably 15 minutes or whatever, 15, 20 minutes, really pulls a hard left turn. The cage gets hired to kill Larflin Boyle, and then is like, I have a better idea. Let's like let's split this money and like get back at your husband or whatever. That's the drifter mentality. He's playing both sides against the middle. I have a feeling that like as a drifter, he knows all the drifter tricks, like that people are going to try and take advantage of him, and when they do, you should flip it on them, flip it back. Yep. But he doesn't expect the one wild card variable that he probably should. You know, I don't think we have a lot of movies where Cage actually writes something. I mean, we don't mm-hmm. know that it's necessarily him. I'm assuming it's him, but like... But his handwriting. That's maybe. a Cage handwriting. We should... Like, that should be a font for something. <laughs> Cage font? Cage font. Excuse me. The official Cage Club font is Prosto Sans. Oh, is this where he goes back? Is this sort of like a, um... You can't leave the town scene where, um... What was that? What was the other one where he had the two brothers and it was Christmas and they were... Trapped in paradise. Yeah, they were trapped in paradise. And <laughs> yeah, this is the one that he just, like, no matter what happens, he always gets, like, pulled back in the town. Like, he, he wants to just be able to, like... Yeah. He thinks he's doing a good job, like, you know... It's almost like a sci-fi movie. Like, you can't leave this place. Right. It's like a Twilight Zone episode. So yeah, right? yeah. But, like, you know, he tried to do a good thing. He was hired by a guy to kill his wife. Didn't do it. Told the police on him. Now, trying to get away... Oh, hit some guy with his car. I don't remember much of this. It is now a dark and stormy night, though. Cage. I'm going to say Cage is an exasperated broken man, because this is not going well for him. <laughs> right here. I like the jacket. Like, it's not just denim, but it's got that collar. Yeah. Whatever that collar is. Corduroy collar? I don't know. Maybe it's... What, what kind of material would you think that is? I don't know. I was just going to sing Madonna's Material Girl, though. I feel like oh. that, feel like that but, didn't necessarily fit into the flow of what we're talking about, though. Do you think, though, that maybe... It's a boyfriend material? Yeah. <laughs> you think that he has a girl that likes to uh, feel that jacket? You know, I just watched, as we talked about in the last episode, I just watched Forget- Forgetting Sarah Marshall last night, and... There's like that joke, I guess, that she's like a terrible gift giver, and like she's buying, she buys Russell Brand that Tommy Bahama shirt, and she buys. Oh, I never picked up on that. Oh, there's like a whole like thing, like because he's like, she's like, I thought you were gonna buy the shirt, or you're gonna wear the shirt that I bought you. He's like, oh, no, I love that, but I'm gonna wear this. Then she puts it on, or he puts it on, and she like has this flashback to all these gifts that she's bought Jason Siegel, like a oh, terrible hat like, when he goes to the uh, bar. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, the bartender's like, sweet hat. He's like, oh, cool, thanks. My girlfriend bought it for me. She's like. I'm fucking with you, like, and then she buys him, like, a man purse, and she buys him, like, a terrible shirt and everything, uh, so it's just, like, a terrible gift giver or whatever, uh, so I guess in this movie, if Lara Flynn Boyle, his girlfriend, a boyfriend <laughs> material, roundabout way to get back to this, gave him that jacket, good gift, because dope jacket. <laughs> there you go. Man, it took a fucking long time to get there, <laughs> I can tell you that much. That guy looks like Oliver Stone, but I bet he's a real doctor because he does not seem like an actor to me for some reason. You know what I really want to watch now uh, that also takes place partly in the hospital? Planet Terror. Oh, I love that. Dr. Block and Dr. Mrs. Block. Thank you very, very much, Dr. Block. <laughs> God, I love, I love Grindhouse. It's so good. It's It's Cherry. Man, poor Cherry. Like, Rose McGowan. Cherry Island. Oh, you mean the real uh, yeah. McGowan in real life? A like I can't life. even keep up. I've been trying to like, what's going on? Like, does, I, 
I don't even, I don't know. I'm trying to keep up, Joey. I'm trying. <laughs> I don't know. Because her personality From week is to week, so, it's so extreme, but like, she's been like... She's an activist, you know? Like, yes. I, uh, that's okay. I can understand that. But I don't know from week to week if people are with her or against her. Like, she seems so radical, I guess. That's the yes. main thing. Um, and, like, that's fine. Do you have a cage accent? Because he's, sort of he's sort of talking as an yeah, accent. Yeah, but I have a bad accent. Would you call that a bad no, accent? No, I think it's actually pretty... <laughs> it's kind it's of... not great, but it's, it's appropriate. <laughs> I can't believe I just cost myself a mark on bingo by being like, no, nah, it's an accent, but you know, it's Cage, so it's a good one. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad. Uh, getting back to Grindhouse real quick, I am so disappointed that they never made any more like Grindhouse women or don't. Or yeah, like we got into that about werewolf women and definitely like Thanksgiving, Eli Roth <sighs> totally should have, he should still make that movie. And like, you know, he made that Death Wish recently with Bruce Willis, like they should have made that a 70s Grindhouse Death Wish, not yeah. like a, you know, 2018 comment on gun control or whatever it is. I don't even know what it is. Light uh, meat, dark meat, all will be carved. All will be served, all be carved. If you need to ever watch any Death Wish, just watch part three with um, our boy, um, yeah, our boy, but uh, Bill from Bill and Ted, uh, Alex Winters in it. So I know that uh, past Keanu Club and Cage Club guest Mike Flynn loves the Death Wish movies. I've Loves. seen. I stopped at three because I was like, "They got to stop it." Like three is just the ultimate. It's three is the magic number. Oh, that too. We'll get to it. I also think it's a canon film at that point when they get to part three. I still got to see Electric Boogaloo. That documentary, yeah, yeah. it's really because uh, I was like, you don't really need to watch Breaking. No, Breaking Two. I saw those as when I was a little kid. You know, like I didn't. I'm not going to rewatch those as an adult or anything. Is that about break dancing. Pretty much, yeah. Just about breaking crews, breakdance crews, and I remember when I was like five or six, like the neighborhood kids would like flatten cardboard and try and do break moves and stuff, but no one had any clue what they were doing. But breaking was just on TV, so you know, it did give us the best subtitle in movie history, though. Electric Boogaloo is. Oh yeah, it's still being used as a subtitle joke. Or it's that and the the Revenge of Curly's Gold. That's <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, classic subtitle joke. What are some other uh, Nerds in Paradise is a good one for nerds too. The new batch. The new batch is great. That's a great one. Judgment Day, obviously for T two. But that's almost like that's not. A, I mean, and, that is a subtitle, but it's so like it's like. But a, the first is one is all about you know stopping just like Judgment Day is going to happen and yep. shit. So thematically, it's good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you got to go the the best sequel of all time. Great. All right, uh, Godfather Part Two. I mean, Part Two is. Ooh, you can't, you can't. <laughs> I'm going to say that's an overreaction because it's not Cage overreaction. It's just. Oh yeah, yeah. Top. Unless it's look, they're trying to leave again. Unless it says Cage. Yep. We actually haven't said on this. If you want to play Cage Club Bingo, either with this movie or with any movie, you can go to CageClub.me and click on any Cage Club Revisited post, and in there is a link to the Excel sheet. It also explains how to actually bingo, like how to. Mm. Easily randomize, shuffleize, print, so on and so forth. I, I really feel like we've stumbled on to like something I'm really happy about, which is just like we've created a party game almost. Like we've we have this oh, is like a watch along. I haven't shown you. 
I made a drinking game for me and Joe's podcasts. Uh, oh, wait, for all of them? Like, for all four, yeah, it's because they're all generic, and you're actually on there. Oh, no, awesome, I'm a drink? I'm a drinkable reason to drink? You are a drinkable, so... I'm a reason to drink? Wait, I'm another reason to drink? And at the bottom we have, uh, <laughs> cancel.me, please drink responsibly with a little asterisk, and then underneath okay, it says, aka not like Joe too. <laughs> like, yes. But it's... Anytime we beg for emails, anytime we reference Jess Montez, okay. every, anytime we reference resident historian Mike Nancy, oh, right. um, anytime I ask for Joe's opinion and completely dismiss it, <laughs> anytime I just completely miss one of his jokes, anytime oh, Joe uh, compliments himself, like, oh, that was a really good guess, like, I was so close. <laughs> like, we have, like, 13 things, we're going to do, like, we're going to have, like, 16 or whatever. Ooh. Nice kick from Yeah, Kate. this is a nice little fight, car fight. But yeah, I don't know if it's on this computer or if it's on my home computer or both. Okay, Actually, I can, keep I can, the games I, coming. But like, this is cool though. I was thinking when we did that thing for um, the the Kajarama, when we recorded a little something, and yep. I, after that, I was like, oh, that's cool because like people don't need to play this with us while listening along. Like, this is something they could do on yep. their own to any Cage movie at any time for any reason. And and what's also cool is that like I can see the downloads and like people like. We get like dozens of these downloads a month. Like oh, people, good. I don't know. I don't know who because <laughs> nobody's telling us. Email mailbag at cageclub me. We get to it. Drink. <laughs> but here, this is what it is. There's gonna be a, another row. Oh, cool! I like the. Uh, I like how it's blocked. Yeah, out. You want to read off the? Uh, yeah. So if you if you don't know, uh, <laughs> this, this, I'd be <laughs> Joe Two who went to the Zach Attack uh, Magic Mike's boyfriend material on Too Fast Too Forever podcast with. Uh, sort of, it's just like we, we kind of have like in, in terms of like the way my podcast, we have two main tracks. There's ones I do with Mike, and there's the ones I do with Joe. So the ones I do with Joe, we there's things that we I guess return to. I mean, we could do the same thing for us, but you know, in terms of Joe, like yeah, there's Joey, a history between Joe, Joe, Joe two, two and alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these and are Joe two isms too. Yes. Yeah. So, so and, you want to read off the uh, twelve okay. things? Yeah, and I, that's funny. It's going to be twelve steps. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually really good. Uh, and this one I immediately recognized. Joe sa- Joe 2 says, go ahead. Yep. <laughs> go ahead. And I cut, out, I cut out so many of those, too, in the editing process. Uh, <laughs> did I recognize this, too? Joe 2 calls an actor that guy from, <laughs> which I, I... Part of my letter this month is an angry letter in response to Oh, no, no, no. We like were joking. That. I read that. <laughs> we, we were joking. I don't know if it came across that way, but... No, it did not. He knows who Mark Allen. It did I not hope. come across as I a don't joke. know. i got to find out, but yes. No, read it like I wrote it. <laughs> I will. No, I'm, I'm definitely going to read it like you wrote it. Uh, Joe 2 mentions his local friends. Okay, I've watched yep. it twice. Joe misses one of Joe 2's jokes. Yep, I can detest for that. Uh, Joe 2 calls for Joey... No, Joe 2 calls Joey out for ignoring his jokes. Yep. Dude, that was a good joke, and you missed it. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, yep. Uh, Joe Two mentions barbecue beer or coolers. It's like almost every ten minutes. Yep. 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 <laughs> Either Joe references me, Mike Manzi. Cool. I'm on there. Uh, Joey asks for Joe Two's opinion, then dismisses it. <laughs> I'm like, because basically what happens is like, I'm like, what do you think we should do with this? And then he'll like give his opinion, and I'd be like, no, I think we should do it like this. <laughs> Just like, but like. It doesn't. I don't say it that way to be like. Rude no, about you don't it. know. You're not going to want. But his then opinion. I, I listen back. I'm like, oh god, like this doesn't just sound like an asshole. Is this Enter Dennis Hopper? It's okay. kind of funny how Cage ran over someone, and here he almost got run over. Yeah. Uh, Joey mentions his fantasy baseball league. Yeah. Yep. Uh, either Joe references Jess Montez. Yep. Uh, super ga- uh, super fan Jess Montez. Yep. Either Joe references another podcast, or either Joe begs for emails. Yes. Yes, okay. Pretty solid, though, right? Yeah. I mean, having only listened to two of the Boyfriend materials, but all of the Too Fast, and um, I think I've listened to most of the um, 
most of the Zax attacks? Zax attacks? Yeah, the Zax attack. I've listened to almost all of those by now, but I don't think I hit any of your magic mics yet. But uh, well, they're from all, the, what I heard, all the same podcast. No, yeah, but from what I heard, like you're going to be wasted <laughs> if you listen to any of that. <laughs> you will not be able to walk by the end of one of their shows. Well, it was inspired by uh, Delish, which I think is like a, a BuzzFeed... Oh, no, BuzzFeed is tasty. I don't know what Delish is. But it's like a Facebook thing. It's like recipes and whatever. I follow them on Instagram. And then the weekend of the Oscars, they had an Oscars drinking game. They had like, take a sip, finish your drink, or like, finish a bottle. Oh. And it was, you know, these different things. But like, I don't want to do it like here. It's just like, just, just drink when this happens. Yeah. Take a drink. Take a drink when, you know, we say Jess Montez... But yeah, like, whenever, like, talking about another podcast, like, whether it's one of ours or, like, another one, but, like, oh, if you might not know, we have a Zach, like, of course they know we have a Zach Efron podcast, because, like, who's listening to this that didn't listen to Zach Attack? But it's like, also, like, everyone you mention. It's not, you know. Yeah, I know. It's like, because I talk about Mark Maron's podcast a lot, I talk about our other podcast a lot, I talk about other shows on the network, like, just, like, drink, 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 drink. Responsibly. Responsibly. <laughs> I not like Joe 2. Joe 2 drinks like those guys in Waking Up in Reno. He belongs in that car with their, what, how many beers did Patrick Spacey have? I'm only on my thousand. No, he said 140. Okay, I'm on my 140th beer. I can't remember. <laughs> in the movie, they casually have cases of paps delivered to their hotel They room. bribed cops with p- cases of paps. <laughs> I guess the movie must have been sponsored by paps. Oh, maybe that's it. I know I should have had a case of paps before I watched that. Maybe that's the way to do it. And I do want to say, because I don't want to besmirch Joe too, too much, he does drink a ton, but he, he never, I've never seen him do it, like, drink and then do anything, like, re- even remotely dangerously, so, oh, yeah. he, he, he drinks a lot, but he doesn't drink, like, Yeah, uh, he doesn't like seem like a wild guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, <laughs> as crazy as he sounds, I don't see him, like, doing anything that irresponsible. Because he's a scientist, you know? I mean... Yep. They're back in Red Rock. You just can't get out of that damn place. Also, every time I remember that Joe's like an actual scientist in a lab, like yeah. during the day, like you know, contagion Dimitri Martin style, like well, maybe not exactly like that, but that's how I picture him. <laughs> yeah, like not only is he like a scientist in a lab, like he like runs shit too. Like it's just that you you like hear him talk about like Zach Efron sending dick pics on Twitter or whatever. <laughs> just like oh right, like you know. Now, Dennis Hopper's accent, on the other hand. Yeah, you can cross over that. <laughs> no, that's fine. So, if okay, so here's something that I've just been sort of uh, uh, aware of. You know what a dub a dub track is? So, it's not an overdub, but it's like a it's like a dub. Let me see how I can... Is it like a, for like foreign language where like they just yeah. remove the audio and they just put in like English language? Yeah, I guess yeah. they don't do like a true... Um, like translation. Oh, it's different. Okay, it's whatever the like audio. I don't know. Exa- I, I'm trying to. I was listening to. Well, it's like because most movies you either like watch them subbed or dubbed. Like okay, so I was listening to a review of High Tension. Have you ever seen? You've yeah. seen High Tension. So there's like there's a the R-rated version, which is the subtitles are the dub track, I guess, and then there's the original French version, which are subtitles. So I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if you've heard anything about that. Or I think generally it's either like, you know, if you watch a foreign language movie, you either watch the subtitle where they're speaking in the original language and you're reading it, or dub just means that, like, it's just like a regular English dub. Like, it just... 
Okay. If there's a third thing, I don't know about that. Oh, oh, you know what I think it is? You know how, like, with the Miyazaki movies, there's the original Japanese translation subtitles, then there's the subtitles to the dub track, like the American yeah, voiceover okay. track? So maybe that's it. I don't know. It just... I was just wondering if you had ever heard of it, because well, I only heard of it yesterday. Because if you're subtitling, like, an English track, then it's more like closed captioning. It's like, it's different, right? Yeah. 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 That's what it might mean. But yeah, the, the Miyazaki ones are all weird because, like, there's apparently like the original versions that like purists love, but like, oh, that's right. not available. The, yeah, the pre-Disney yeah. dubs, which yeah, I've never heard. I'd, I've only listened to um, the Shia, the Nausicaa Valley of the Wind. That's the only Miyazaki movie I've heard the English track of. That movie wasn't great. You don't like Nausicaa? I thought it was fine. Oh, I love Nausicaa. My uh, my friend, his daughter has recently become obsessed with Totoro. Oh yeah, I could understand that because she's like four or five, I think. Um, Great design, but also like just such a crazy movie for kids. Because I shared, uh, shared Totoro. Like I'm like, hey, you, you check this out or whatever, and yeah, like he yeah, put yeah. it on for her. And now like every day, she watches it every day. Like I just you know, I'm like, oh, it's Totoro o'clock. Like you know. <laughs> time to get on the cat bus. It's great because kids. I feel like that movie, like, there's a lot of really, like, what could be taken as scary, freaky stuff happening, but for Ooh. a child, like, I don't feel like they, it's more of like an Alice in Wonderland yes. thing. Yeah, you, you think you, you probably really hit that light bulb out. Oh, this is awesome. This is so, this is when he sneaks out. It's a nice little touch with the cowboy on the door there for the whole Western thing. It's where he, like, puts the ladder down, I think, and, like, jumps on the truck. This just seemed like a real Western kind of escape moment. Hopper is the man oh, in black. The is he on the roof? Yeah, he's on the roof, and yeah. then he's going to jump on the truck, and it's almost like getting on a stagecoach or something. Yeah. And then the guy stops the truck, and he's like, I've been on your truck. <laughs> I like this movie a lot. This also feels kind of like a David Lynch movie a little bit. It know? has that eerie-ness yeah. going on. Plus the, the, the Dennis Hopper and the Larfan Boyle and the mm-hmm. Cage connections. But it's like they're out in the middle of nowhere. You yep. know, like nobody in the world is a privy to anything that's going on in this town at this in the middle and of the night. And it feels like in this world there are no rules or laws. Like mm-hmm. there is, you know, the sheriff or whatever, but like... Yeah, well, especially that whole thing that he literally, like just can't leave town like no matter like he's tried three times already and he just can't get out of this that's a very lynch thing yep on the way up here I was listening to the how did this get made episode for ladybugs and they were saying that there's like a shot in that movie that basically is just like a David Lynch shot like it just it's it's like I'm sure there's a lot of people who do what he does but like mm-hmm. he just does it the best you know what I mean and like he's the the definition for like when when there's something that like would mostly probably seem normal but also kind of makes you want to like die a little bit on the inside because it's so like weird and uncomfortable like so what lady what shot in lady I, don't, I think lady? it was like a low shot like a low angle shot of like somebody in front of like electric wires or something all I know is I got a lot of balls it was that one time where uh I remember because I listened to that episode too and they reminded me of this line and I remember watching the movie thinking the same thing where like Rodney doesn't even like reply to or make a joke or anything where he's just like I'm tired <laughs> like it's not a joke it's like he's just tired oh yeah no they talk about it a lot like a lot of the movie feels like they're like alright Rodney we're gonna do that and he's like oh I'm, t- I'm tired we got the one shot we're, we're moving on I'm sitting on the couch now <laughs> 
And then that kid, uh, the Jonathan Brandis, Brandis killed himself. Yeah, but he did another. He did a movie with Chuck Norris, Sidekicks, I think it was, where he learns like it's almost like a Karate Kid ripoff kind of thing. And he was also on the original The Flash TV show with ah. John Wesley Shipp. Played sort of like a runaway that The Flash took in. Yeah, that was another kid who I was like, oh, where, where, why hasn't he made more movies and stuff? And then, like, you know, I only knew about, like, five or six years ago that, like, he took himself out. Yeah, Forever like, 27 Club, man. I didn't know that either. Like, I was, I, I again... Because you never know. Some people just retire. Some people can't yeah. get work. Yeah. I was trying to read like they don't they don't know like he didn't leave a note or anything but they said that there was apparently a uh... holy shit this guy this guy driving the truck was yeah. in a movie we recently did older oh man it's killing me oh he's the warden in Lucky and Logan Lucky is he dude I'm pr- oh that it- <laughs> oh dude. I'm sorry to uh, no, interrupt, no, no. but all we were talking about was Jonathan Brandis killing himself. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I really need to change, change the subject. subject. <laughs> you can tell his accent's real. It's Dwight Yoakam. Oh, it's Dwight Yoakam. Okay, no wonder. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of things. Isn't he also he's like a country, country music yeah. star? No wonder. Okay, he's that's so funny. Burns, he's yep. so great at now. We don't have fires here in this. This, this penitentiary. <laughs> he was in Crank High Voltage. He was in the first. That's crank. right. He's Crank's lawyer, right? Crank's lawyer. <laughs> he's in Panic Room. Oh yeah, he's one of the guys. He's the other. He's the third. There's Jared Leto. Uh, there's Gustav. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, and, and then Yoakum. They're the three. Oh, the three burglars. He's actually quite a good actor. I wonder if his music's any good. I don't know. Why. I'm probably sure I know some of his songs, but just don't know that that's him. See what's used in a lot of. Let's go back in time a little bit. Honky Tonk Man. I mean, guitars. Cadillacs apparently is another one. I'm gonna have to hear it. I don't know. He's got a song in this, "A Thousand Miles from Nowhere." He wrote and performed it for this. Got a song in D2. Got a song called "Doing What I Did" in Showgirls. <laughs> I like that. It's also in the Negotiator. Huh. Oh shit! He's got a song "A Thousand Miles from Nowhere," which is from this movie. Also in. Keanu Club Connection, me and Will. Oh, weird. Right? Me and Will. Jesus. That one? I did not watch that movie. <laughs> oh, wait. Why am I... That was the one that we did the dog throw, where he's just he's on stage with the two girls. Oh, no. Oh, man. Do not watch that movie. Watch the one with Naomi Watts, though. I keep thinking of that movie so much. Oh, the, it's she's really pretty on the cover. It's a girl's name. It's like the same thing, too. Like, they go see Dogstar play, and that's why Kiana's in the movie. <laughs> oh, Dwight Yoakam apparently performed Santa Claus is Back in Town in Iron Man 3. Oh, cool. All right. Orphan Boyle. Naomi Watts. It was from 2005. What was that movie called? Ellie Parker. That's it. Yeah, really yep. like it. A hilarious comic portrait of a young woman's struggle for integrity, happiness, and a Hollywood acting career. Everything but the hilarious. Like I wouldn't say it's a comedy, but it's really good, like dogma esque, like mumblecorey type of shot on DV movie. 
and she's it's all Naomi. Love it. She's great. She's just a struggling actress. It's a couple of, a couple of auditions. You talking about Janie E? No, it was before Janie E. I know, but it's the same. That's wow. Janie E, though, right? Yeah, that's right. It is Janie E. And also, whatever her name is in Mulholland. Does she have a name? Betty? Betty, well, yeah. Well, she's, she's two. She's two people. She's both. Spoilers, I guess, for Mulholland Drive, maybe. Wow. I wish someone spoiled a little bit of it for me the first time I watched it. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't know what was happening, but I knew it was scaring the hell out of me. There is no band. No, I banda. Silencio. <laughs> People were asking me last night, because I was, you know, as I'm rewatching these comedies. Yeah. That I missed. I was talking about forgetting Sarah Marshall. And my one friend, both Sarah Marshall and Step Brothers are probably in his top five movies of all time. No. What? And I he's seen he's seen six movies. he doesn't watch a lot of movies, uh, but he loves those two movies. And then people were like, my friends in my fantasy baseball league were like, "Well, what are your favorite?" Like he's like, because we talk, they talk about obviously they know that I see so many movies and whatever. He's like, they're like, I don't know if we know your favorite movies. So I sent like a screenshot of my top twenty from Letterboxd, and there's so many in there that like I really really love that I just want to watch again. I just haven't like. Mm. You know, I've been rewatching so much this year. I'm so happy. I'm so Scott happy. Pilgrim, I haven't seen like in years. That's on my. I mean, according to my list, it's in my top twenty. Who knows? But like, Mulholland Drive is on my top five or six or something, and mm. Out of Sight's in my top twenty. Okay, which might, which sort of feels high, but also not high. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to rank. I think my favorite movies. I just don't know because there's so many that I really, really love. Yeah, I, I've just been getting used to ranking stuff. When I joined Letterbox, I never really got into that, like giving stars or anything. So it's all kind of like fresh to a degree for me. And uh, I'm comfortable rating, you know, movies I see on a day to day basis or thing. But like going back to try and see like favorite ever, that's like so hard. So I just have a list of favorite movies out of order. Yeah, you know, just alphabetical. Yeah. yeah. So for now, that's how I have it because it's just like trying to. You know, Sophie Choice, like, which kid do you love more? <laughs> kind well, of what's thing. nice about using Letterboxd, this is not a plug for Letterboxd, but even though I do love it, is that it, if you do log or track or diary everything you watch, you can see everything there. So I just go to my, you know, once a year or whatever, I update my list of 100 favorite movies. Mm. And whatever number 100 is, I just look at all the movies I've seen in the last year and be like, do I like this more than whatever it is? And if the answer is yes, then I just figure out where on the list it would fall. You know what I mean? And okay. so. But that also, like, there's a lot of movies on that list that I don't know where they actually should fall. Because I don't know. I, I really I, I really don't know. Oh, good oh. move. Did he just throw a shoe? No, I think he threw, like, a statue. Okay. Oh, taking him out. You're beating up a guy twice your age. That's fine. Is he twice your age? He is old. Dennis Hopper. Everybody just wants to kill Laura Flynn Boyle in this movie. <laughs> Although, a woman has not been attacked yet. So like, I know, yeah. We can't cross that off. Not gonna win me the game. This is what's crazy. Six minutes in, I won bingo. Since then, I've gotten three squares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is not the... This is not a long-lasting bingo movie. Looking Glass, on the other hand. I mean, I knew watching that that that's gonna be a great bingo game when we get to it. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, when we were trying to plan out what we are going to watch today, if we should do one that we've seen in the last year or so. Like, I would kind of like to, but I feel like... 
Like mom and dad. <laughs> you know, mom and dad or Looking Glass or Inconceivable or, you know, mm-hmm. Army of One or whatever. Like these movies that we either really like or have fresh in our minds. But at the same time, I'd rather sort of rewatch something like this that I haven't seen in a couple of years. And... Yeah, because I haven't watched this since we watched it for the initial <laughs> run. Cage always out of gas. He says, the fucking story of my life. Every car he gets in doesn't have gas. That's another, like, Twilight Zone edge to it, too. <laughs> like, yep. he doesn't get along with technology or some comment there. Medicine bow. Yeah, man, because they're in, like, the North, the Great Northwest. Like, there's yep. just space. The final frontier. <laughs> V'ger. So this comes out in... This will be out April 12th, I believe, this episode of this podcast. Okay. So a little over a week ago, go back and check out Third Time of the Charm, Episode 2, Jaws 3D. 3D. The Third Dimension. Is Terror. What's the uh, the May Third Time of the Charm? What's coming up in a couple of weeks? Let me think. It is... Da, 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 I believe it's Rocky 3. Oh, nice. So get ready. That's what Kyle and Brian at the other The Eye of the Tiger. That's right. Yeah, so the Hoff boys will be on that episode. Did you? Did they tell your people to stay uncool three times? <laughs> no, we don't do it like that on my show. <laughs> they listen to me read for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> From the Rocky 3 novelization. Rocky 3 still a movie I've only seen once. Oh, to remedy that. You watched it with me the one time I watched it. That's right, during the Rocky Marathon, which we discuss again. Because they were both there, too. That's right, a different yeah. part of the theater. So it's been coming that was up the first lot. time I met them. Oh, wow, that's right. And I think that they were... Were they just talking about doing a show at that point? I don't remember. I think so, right? Well, so with this... No, that, definitely, because that was yeah. January of last year, right? Yeah. And their show started... Their first episode was March 1st last year. Okay, cool. So it must have been all at the same moment there. Because I think it might have been even like you had friends who were like wanted to do a show, and you're like, "Oh, they're actually going to be there today. You can meet them." Oh yeah, yeah that's how it went down. That's Probably. Right, yeah. And I'll be back there. Well, this will have, as of now, uh, at the time this airs, I will have been to my back to back to back to the future marathon. So that'll be more fun. That's only three movies, but it's three of the same movie. So <laughs> you know? I saw the first one in the theater. Uh in the Draft House Theater a couple years ago when I moved first time to move down to Austin because my sister had never seen either of them. Right? Oh, man. Yeah, they're all going to be in 35mm. I'm psyched for that. I've seen, I've seen them, I saw them all in their initial run. Like, when I was a little kid, Back to the Future Part 1, I remember vivid when I was like six, I guess. Yep. I remember watching it and I remember them cursing, like saying shit and stuff in it and looking at my mom and, and being like, is this okay? I can watch this? And so we, we went back to our, uh, our house that we were renting and we watch the second one I was like oh the second one's great I feel like if you watch one and two together two is awesome if you watch them like separate you're like oh I don't like yeah, that much no I, yeah that's why I don't like two because it took so long to come out and when it did it was just such a disappointment I like part of the premise I really do like though is the second half of the movie where he goes back into the first movie yeah, and he's I like running that. that's the best part That's I feel like that should have been the whole movie uh, but um and I, I feel like there's been rumors, of, there's hints about that might be partially what the new Bill and Ted is like. They go back into, like, the first two movies and, like, awesome. run around. Uh, but, you know, ever since, like, a couple, like, like 10 or 
15 years ago or some 10 years ago at least, I really started getting back into westerns, and now I love Back to the Future 3. I think it's beautifully shot. It's a nice sort of reversal of the very first movie. Is that a, that's not season one. Is that season one, or is that going to be a season No, season? that's season two, because that's the sci-fi season. Oh, okay. So that'll be on season two. Am I in that episode? I'm not in that episode. I'm not sure. I have to check out the notes. I think it's Dan Cologne, mm. because he's... Him and I have had this long-standing Back to the Future discussion. <laughs> like it's still going. Are you doing Die Hard? We're getting the Die. We're going to get to Die Hard. I, I'm not sure if that's going to be season four. Is going to be the action season um, or the superhero season? I don't know if I signed up for it, but I kind of hate Die Hard three. Yeah, I, I know you don't like it, but I'm not sure if you signed up for it. It does have a book though, so I will get to- <laughs> books. Well, it's weird. Like not every movie in season one or three have books, but I'm trying to make book episodes priority as much as possible. Okay, let's see here. I'm looking now back to the future. I don't see on this list. Oh, here it is. Yeah, just Dan. That's just Dan. Oh, okay. Um, and then, what was the one we were just talking about? Oh, Die Hard. Is Die Hard on this list? I uh, might have moved it around a little bit. Check season four or on the side there. I don't know. Let me see. You're looking on a phone, so it could be a little different. Yeah, it's difficult to find on the phone. Um, I will go to the spreadsheet. Die Hard the Vengeance. Oh, Chris and Dan. Chris Mattiello? Yeah. You can get on there, though. I mean, nah, well, we'll see what happens if, if they still want to be on. Oh, I'm excited to do Iron Man 3 with Tobin. Yeah, I'm excited to do the superhero movies. Um, with books? Yeah, of course, with books. But no one, I mean, there's still a lot open for it, so it's not like a set season yet. But it's getting there. Wait, let me just see what else I might want to do. As we completely ignore Red Rock West. Red Rock what? No. <laughs> well, I feel like... People should be watching the movie, not listening to us, unfortunately. like, <laughs> Oh, this is a nice little piece that Joe just posted in the um, Too Fast to oh. Forever um, Facebook. Oh, the runway actually exists? If the Fast and Furious oh. 6 runway actually existed, how would it look? And it stretches from Spain to Russia. Simply. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Um... Is Rambo a superhero movie? No, he's action, but... This is under the superhero slash comic. Yeah, it's... I got, um... There's three or four extras in there at the bottom, so it's like six superhero movies and then maybe three action movies or something. I'm trying to figure out how to combine certain things, because I don't... Wait, uh, why did I sign up for House Party 3? What the... What is House Party 3? <laughs> um, it's a wedding movie? You don't remember House Party 3? It's the last one with Kid and Play, I think. I've never seen any of them. Oh, man, you gotta see... Why did see, I sign up for that? Dude, you gotta see the first House Party. That That is a... That, if I was making a comedy movie list for you, that would legit be, like, top five comedies that, like, I grew up with that have just, like, the best... That aren't like Rodney Dangerfield movies, basically, because like, <laughs> yeah, no respect around me. Hey, I don't know if that sounds good, but in my head, it sounds perfect. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Probably audibly not great, but and the bottom one, I guess, is just mishmash, taking the splash. 
MI3. That's the one that they did for Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, Mission Impossible. Oh, wait, is she in a 90? I don't remember this. She's always a sex bot. Everyone from all the the Twin Peaks actors is her sex bot. She's the least, for me, anyway, I've... uh, And I can't believe... I mean, like, I don't want to say I don't... I find her to, to be the least sort of, like, seductive. Oh, well, also, this hairdo isn't doing her no favors in this movie. No. Something's up with that hair. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to pour a drink. <laughs> Heather Graham was just on Mark Maron's podcast a couple oh. months ago, and she Roller. was talking about working with David Lynch and everything, and about how David Lynch got her into Transcendental Meditation and stuff. Like, oh, cool, okay. Just because she was, like, this really, like, anxious kid or whatever, and he's just like, you know, you should mm. just... You, Whatever, she tried he, he had, like a nickname for her or whatever. But she's just another one. Like he just casts all these like beautiful young actresses. Mm-hmm. Like here, we'll figure out a part for you to play, and like just you know, be in my movie, be in my TV show. I don't even know what's gonna happen to your character. You're just gonna be on the show. No guest, frowny face, lethal weapon, Taken three, Toxic Avenger three, Robocop three, Hangover. What is it? One of my favorite moments is when um, he's talking to. Is he talking to Shelley? And he like gets his hearing back. Yeah. He's like. I can't believe it. I can't believe I can hear. <laughs> oh. Lorfin Boyle looking great. I never... I don't know. I just never really... All the other girls on Twin Peaks, but for her, for some reason, she just felt like maybe the youngest and most high schooly. I never really sexualized her in that as much, I guess, but... Uh, I'm going like, to cross off awkward sex scene for her this licking is his very, chest. Yeah, hair. this just Oof. got... This took a very awkward turn. Now he's, she's, like, nibbling on his pubes. Like, what is Oof. going on? Oof. An attractive woman finds Cage irresistible. <laughs> <laughs> a woman is attacked by his chest. Maybe. <laughs> Wait, is this a woman is just attacked, period? Um, oh, they just had uh, triple space. They quadruple space. space. Yep. Shout out me and Orson Welles, Zack attack. I mean, because it would have been, you know, they would have compromised, but we didn't actually see the, the, the deed. Yep. They did not do the dirty corn on screen. <laughs> I, um... Yeah? I don't have anything to say. I'm trying to time of a Let's quiet movie, we're at. quiet scene. All right, we're, we got 40 minutes left. Okay. We're over the hump here. If you're watching this, email us, mailbag at cageclub.me. We'll read it the next time we record these. We do these about once a month. We do, you know, two or three or four in a day. So. Maybe we should do one where we assign... Roles like you, you be Cage. I'll be Dennis Hopper. And we'll what do, are we doing? And we'll, no, not this time. I'm just saying, like we'll do one where we, we'll we'll like act it out for the listeners since we we can read the subtitles. No, you don't want to play oh, that. God. <laughs> oh God! So, like for instance, you know, a scene between Riley and uh, and, and Ben during uh, National Treasure. Like we'd each read one of their one of their subtitles for a scene. I, Shout out Riley from National <laughs> Treasure. I told you that uh, I was watching that movie White Girl a couple years ago, and you see his a couple, dick in a that couple movie. years ago. Wait, you were telling me a couple years ago, or you watched the movie a couple years ago? Uh, both. Wait, you see his Wang? Wang. I'm not gonna watch that movie. It's uh, yeah, no, it came out about a year and a half ago. There's this movie called White Girl, which went to Netflix. Which is just about this like privileged white girl who like just, like just starts trying to like she's like in the she like needs money and she tries to start dealing coke and stuff like it's like basically just like this pretty blonde girl like mm-hmm. how she's above the law essentially like, it's sort of like a not like a satire but like it's just like this commentary or right whatever. because she's pretty blonde girls get yeah, away with it but she you know 
it, it's the whole thing with that. The movie's not great. She's good, and it's Morgan Saylor, who's also in uh, Novitiate with my girl Margaret Qualley, who's from uh, she's Jill Garvey on Leftovers. Anyway, uh, yeah, she she hooks up with Riley from National Treasure in that movie, and it, it might not be his dick. It might be a prosthetic. I don't know. Maybe it's the same dick from Boogie Nights. No, it's not that big. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a couple years already. Got maybe. little Mark. <laughs> It's been a few years, maybe he's, he's a little dick, a little shrunken. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I saw that was on uh, Netflix. Are you going to check out that new Jared Leto movie on Netflix? No, because David Ehrlich... <laughs> it's got the curse, man. ...wrote that uh, as bad as it sounds, it's even worse. Like, it's just about him as an outsider in, like, Japan or whatever. Like, Yeah. No, I'm good. What is up, Netflix? I just watched Mudbound... Ahead of the Oscars. Okay, it's great. But wasn't that in theaters? No. Oh, it's a Netflix original. They uh, might have put it. They had. I guess they put it in theaters to qualify. Oh, that's why I didn't know. Oh, it's, a Netflix, that was it's a Netflix movie. I didn't know that. I thought that was just a straight up. This no, it was in movies, and then it came to Netflix. It didn't win anything. I think it was. A, it was nominated for. That's the uh, Mary, Mary J. Blige. Blige yeah, she, she was nominated for. I think it was the first time, maybe ever, that an actress was nominated for an acting and a musical award. Oh, cool! Because she wrote a song for that movie that she performed, so she got an Oscar nomination for that. Hmm. That she performed at the Oscars. Yes. She also got nominated for her role in that. I think it was also nominated for a screenplay. I don't remember if it was original or adapted. This is very John Wick right here with the safe. safe. Yeah. Any gold coins in there? That's cool. I didn't realize Mary J. Blige was the first to be nominated as an actress. Or, or it's either the first ever or the first in a while. You know what I mean? But, like, how many times, honestly, do you, like... Well, I mean, like, Bette Midler, maybe, or, like, what's her name? Um, not Bette Midler. I'm thinking of... Um, Oh, oh, Barbara Streisand. Maybe Barbara, but not in the same year. Like that's well, you, you basically have to like act in a movie that you also write a song for, and you have, like both yeah. have to be good enough to be nominated. Like it doesn't yeah. happen a ton. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking Prince of Tides, where she was in it in the song Memories or something. Or was Man, it? I never I saw that know. movie. I read that book in high school. And I, I don't loved think it. that's the first movie Memories was used in. That's an older song. You read? Prince? I never. I just knew that it crazy. was like a uh, very. At the time, it was like prestige films and like holy shit, like the Prince of Tides was. We read that. Reference. We read that for a class in high Whoa. school. Yeah, that's got like heavy duty, like crazy shit happening. Yeah, right. Was like it? with the Nick Nolte character. That. All I can tell you is that Nick Nolte's not in the book. I don't know. <laughs> His name isn't Nick Nolte in the novel. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Oh, about I don't know him. what the character. I don't know what to call this guy in the book. We're just gonna call him. Uh, <laughs> you Nick, know, Nick, Nick Nolte. Nolte. He won't mind. And if we ever do a movie, we'll get him to play the part. If you could just hear me drink and swallow my seltzer water, email us, mailbag at cageclub.me. What kind of stuff do you like to drink? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, we got got an hour 40 to kill. Connect with the audience. Connect with the crowd. Nobody really emails the mailbag at cageclub.me email. We got another uh, person to write into... Too Fast, Too Forever, we're just going to read on the... I haven't told Joe about it. But we have a new fan for Zack Attack. Okay. That you're going to hear the the letter she wrote in if you listen to our Disaster Artist episode. We have a new a new guy wrote in for Too Fast, Too Forever. Oh. Nobody uses mailbag at cageclub.me. Like I say, or like Joe says on every single time, I read whatever you write. So, like, verbatim. So, I mean, if you want to send, like, crazy, crazy shit... Yeah, not only that, send anything. Pictures. Yeah, literally anything. Files like audio files, stuff <laughs> like you want to read us, you want like you know to just speak into the computer and then send us that because you don't like to write. Yeah. 
Sure, why not? Yeah, what the hell? Send in fan art. I really don't think... It. Yeah, fan art. We love that. Actually got some of that. Hell yeah. Thanks again to John and Danielle over in England, or the UK. I don't know if it's England, but the UK. I think it's England. Somewhere London. in the UK. Are they actually... They're not actually in London, though, right? Are they? I don't know. I honestly don't know. London calling. So, okay. Dueling British accents? Or is it time? or <laughs> You and me? <laughs> I don't do accents. Well, everyone's got a British accent. They are in the United Kingdom. God, I don't know their you shit. Could do, you could do like the, uh, you know, the cock, like the uh, the Cockney one, like the um, Mary Poppins. Hello, Mary Poppins. Oh, Jim Chimmery. That one. People seem to hate that one. I'm gonna say you're usually pretty good with accents. That one was terrible because <laughs> it's like supposed to be terrible, right? Like it's a mocking accent. I feel like that Cockney mocking one. But uh, I like the J- I like the Jason Statham uh, British accent because it's just like you know talking like decent stuff. Yeah, it's all gruff and stuff. Yeah, and sleeps in a flat. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm working on my Jason Statham. I haven't done I haven't done like an impression in a really long time though on the show. I feel like you know, Cage Club proper was where I got it all out of my system. Well, you were doing some early in Charlize. You haven't done it in the last handful of episodes. I haven't. There's, really there's a couple been... that you go back to a while. You go back to David Lynch a lot. Oh, I did that today. Yeah, I just did that. I did that on this episode. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there hasn't been a lot for me to be really a- animated about the Charlize movies recently. You probably did a Woody on one of the two Woodies. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think we got it. Brian and I may have gotten into dueling Woody's. <laughs> when I edited that episode, I'm like, there's like 20 minute chunks where I'm not talking. Like I wasn't, yeah. like, I wasn't like dicking around. Like I was listening. I just had literally nothing to say about that movie that I hated. Yeah, we can't just put out like a 20 minute episode either. Maybe we could. First two episodes of Winona are 20, 25 minutes. But I mean, the first episode of Cage Club was was long. But then the next couple were short. Yeah. Like we've said before, my big regret about Cage Club is that our Raising Arizona episode is like 33 minutes. Like, it's just... Yeah. Well, when we get to it for this, like, you know, we could even go over. We can just I make that like... I don't, a, I, don't know we, I don't know if we need to go over. I mean, we could. Well, we could get it. We could get the rest of it out of our system. All right. There's an overreaction. We already have freaks out. Fuck Mexico. No, I got nothing. Yeah, I am locked on this page. Like, there's nothing coming through. I'm just, I'm, it's, it's a miracle that I won so quickly because I have. Is that ooh, the fastest win? Because I remember winning pretty, pretty sure. quickly last time with Brian. Everyone, but that was like 14 to 15 minutes. I don't think we've ever had a single digit minutes win. It looks like he's got two silver nipples poking through his coat. You know, with those, like, clamp things? I don't know. But they look like something you'd clamp on. There's another cowboy riding a horse. Well, that's what he threw at people, didn't he? Or no? Maybe not. I don't know. Even this music sounds a little lynchy. Oh, absolutely. A little little Angelo. Badalamenti. (laughs) That was a bad accent. Yeah. He's got the bad accent in the movie, not the cage. Oh, that's amazing. His actual wanted poster of them. So he's a marshal? Who? Ver- uh, Dennis Hopper? 
Or is he just a hitman? He's a hitman. Okay, and he's chasing them too? I think what happened... We really haven't been paying attention. Cage was hired to kill Arthur and Boyle. He didn't. Right. The husband called the house. She answered. Yes. He then paid Dennis Hopper to kill Arthur and Boyle. And also, I think, probably to kill Cage, too. Okay, and now Hopper wants to kill everybody. But now that he knows that there's a bounty... I think he wants to sort of get the upper hand and like sort of turn her in, get the bounty. No, there's then... money somewhere, right? It's like they hid, they hid. But it's only like a couple thousand dollars. I think there's, I don't know. But they can't kill them yet. Her yet. They have to get the money. That's why they go to the graveyard, right? Uh, we'll find out. I just remember this car ride being funny when we first watched it. Is it still? Maybe it was just the idea of the three of them in the car together going on a little drive. Nice. Isn't that his favorite curse? Horse shit? I think he said that on Behind the Actor Studio. He says that word a lot. He's good at cursing with horse shit. I'm trying to see where these last two movies I have on my cage list. Where's Bangkok? Bangkok low. Move it up a little bit. I had Bangkok at like 50... Oh, I haven't... Uh, I only did that with... Uh, Keanu? No, I haven't even done it with Keanu. Just with Soderbergh and Charlize so far. Bangkok, and I Godzilla. Have I gotta move it up. Not a ton, but I gotta move it up. I'm almost done with the Showa era of Godzilla, so that's good. And then where's where's Red Rock? Red Rock West twenty six. That feels right. Let's see here. That feels. That sounds. Oh, there is a jail, but Cage isn't in it. Because I think if Cage got it, well, I also could see like if he gets arrested or whatever, it uh. You know, that's sort of the end of the movie. But also, you know, he could get out or something. I don't know. Let's see what list I have. My Marvel movie list. I have my Godzilla movie list. Cinemakers, third times a charm list. Theron list. Twenty seventeen ranks. Star Wars. Favorite movies. <laughs> this list didn't go very very far. Movies inspired by OJ. Lost Highway, The Chase, and OJ Made in America. I don't know why I made that list. Who knows? Oh, here's the husband in jail. Yeah, who did the score for this movie? Because it does sound like Angela Badalamenti, or it sounds like Twin Peaksy. Yeah, this says specifically Peru. Cage in Jail. William Olvis was the composer. Oh. Who did... Whoa, that's weird. So he did two movies called Kill Me Again and Frame, which I don't know, but he also did a movie called In Sickness and in Health. Shout out oh. to Kara O'Regan's other podcast. Kara Gale O'Regan. Damn. Dennis Hopper never wanted to, like, be anything other than himself. <laughs> He's not very subtle. Let's just say that. No, absolutely not. 
nice little diversion, set a little house on fire. One of the most popular letterboxers is this high school girl named Katie. Okay. It was like 13,000 followers or something on Letterboxd, and she just watched, as I'm just looking at Red Rock West, she just watched and loved uh, Moonstruck. So oh, good. Shout out to... I've been noticing a lot of people on my Letterboxd have been watching Moonstruck recently. I wonder why. Because last year was a 30-year anniversary. It's not like this year's a 30-year anniversary. You know, not that people would actually do that, you know, but... Yeah, I don't know. I lost my hand. I lost my <laughs> bride. I can't see anymore. All right. So, we got about half an hour left in this movie. Oh, boy. Dennis Hopper trying whatever he can to sort of get the upper hand here. This feels also a little sort of end of Wild and Hearty. Like, once they get out to where they wind up, like, in, in Big Tuna, mm-hmm. it sort of feels like this kind of town, right? Like, it kind of feels like this yeah. bunch of... not Like, there's definitely less weirdos here than there are in Wild at Heart, but it's this town where, like, you can sort of manipulate the cops, and you're sort of, like, alone out there, and there's Dennis Hopper doing weird things, and... Is Dennis Hopper in Wild at Heart? You sure? No. You're it's not, not sure. No, I, it's not, not him. No, because we get Bobby Peru. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Willem Dafoe, yeah. We get Willem, and then we also get um, that other guy coming after him. That isn't Dennis Hopper, but remember she hires the other... The mom hires the other guy. Are you talking about uh, the old guy? No. What's his name? No, not the guy. Not Harry not, Dean No, not Harry Dean Stanton, but she hires that other guy. Remember, he's in like that. He looks more like a lounge lizard, and he's also going after him. She hires like two guys to go find her daughter. Yeah. Is that the first guy she hires, and then Bobby Peru's the second? I don't even think she hires Bobby. They just run into him. Oh. The first one is um, Harry Dean Stanton, and then she sends the other guy after. Here, I'll look it up. Oh, make the train. This is a shout out to first uh, Too Fast or Fast and Furious. Oh, that's right, the train uh, dodge. Also, you know, Back to the Future Three. There's a train involved with the car, and my most recent favorite take on that whole train dodge is in Logan. When, oh, Marcelo Santos. Yeah. In Logan, where they're trying to beat the first, he can't get through his own. He can't crash through his own fence. <laughs> he takes like part of the fence with his car, yeah. and then he tries to outrun the train, but the train like cr- cracks the back end of his car and stuff. So, oh, and then Bob Ray Lemon. That's it. That's one. But then there's also Marcelo Santos. Yeah, yeah, Santos. I think is who I was thinking of. He's the main guy. Could have been Hopper. That was nuts. I love, love, love on IMDb, Cheryl Lee's picture. Just like the black and white just like <laughs> makes her look like an old-timey actress. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. What I'm saying is you should be watching way more David Lynch than you are. Even if you're watching a lot, watch more. 
Unless you don't want nightmares, then maybe don't. <laughs> I never really got nightmares from his stuff, but it's definitely scary. Like it's what it's what scares it's me. It's just unsettling. Just, well, yeah, that's it. It's just like why, like trying to figure out why people are acting this way, and that people could act this weird or this way in general at all. Like, kind of freaks me out. <laughs> I don't want to run into people in his movies. You know, I would love to run into Good Coop or you know Dougie Jones or you know there's characters of his that are good people and stuff. You know, Hawk, the Good but, Witch. But for the most part. I don't want to, like, stroll through a David Lynch town and talk to anybody who lives there. I would I would be okay meeting just about anybody from Twin Peaks. Mm, Twin Peaks is a bit of a rare exception. None of his other... All of his other work is, like, way more, like, out of control, I feel. Yeah. Uh, emotionally. Sailor like, and Lulu would be okay, but pretty much everybody else from that movie would be terrifying. I'm not... I've still not seen Inland Empire. That's the only one I haven't seen yet. I've only seen that once. I want to watch it, but it's like three hours and fifteen minutes. Like it's like a a marathon of a movie. I liked Lost Highway. Um, thought that was interesting. That's Jordan's maybe favorite movie of all time, or one uh, of them. Oh, this was the car ride. I, was, I remember the first time watching this movie. Just like for some reason, loving this moment, cracking up at it. This reminds me a little bit, sort of weirdly, of that uh, Act of Vengeance, that Charles Bronson Keanu movie, where Keanu's a hitman and he's in the back seat of the car. Oh wow! Yeah, going no, way back. Yeah, labor disputes. <laughs> Speaking of death, wish. ooh, Dennis Hopper just gave a look like he would have been a great Joker at one point. He was King Koopa, based it on Donald Trump too. Wow. You've seen that movie, right? Yeah, once. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm good. Saw it in theaters. <laughs> Alone. Like, wow. my parents and I went to the movies. They saw one movie, and I saw that. Feels right. <laughs> you were, what, like 13, 14? Yeah. And I remember telling some friends about it, and my friend Susan was like, I would have gone into movies with you. I was like, before I would call up girls and ask them to go see movies. I was like, you would have? I felt so dumb. But then again, if I had taken someone to see that movie, they never would have wanted to go see anything else. Probably for the best. <laughs> I'm just excited about this maybe uh, crazy Joker movie that we're going to get with Joaquin Phoenix, mm-hmm. where like it sounds so bad that it might be amazing. Well, it sounds like they're going to do The Killing Joke, which they just released as a cartoon. Yep. So that would be a little redundant, and I don't think it's... Yeah, but I don't the think best a, comic. I don't think there's a ton of crossover between people who watch the cartoons well, and people who watch no, the No, not necessarily, but it is an R-rated cartoon, so they did, you know, try to make it more for adults and it's yeah, I don't particularly like the killing joke so much. Uh, I I prefer my Joker without an origin. Like that's why I love him in Dark Knight so much because he just keeps lying about how, you know, he came to be and stuff. And how like, he got these scars? Yeah, yeah, but I know how you're going to get these. <laughs> <laughs> like that's so oh man uh, I really enjoy that characterization of him I don't like to think of him as a guy who fell into a vat of like chemicals and like and got twisted yeah and got all twisted and damaged <laughs> yeah it uh it, it I think you have to strike a, a. I mean, for any movie, especially, I think it's difficult for established characters like that who have existed for decades. Yeah. 
like where do you strike the balance how do you strike the balance between intentionally obfuscating or like whatever a backstory that people know and just making him a mystery as opposed to like this is actually what happened to him in the comics and this is what people are going to want because like yeah. you never make everybody happy so it's like would you rather have the diehards be happy or would you rather have the people just seeing the movie be happy yeah. and I don't know I would almost rather them come up with the new origin don't take anything that's been done in the comics don't do anything from the movies like let's come up with something fresh because you can become the Joker in so many ways like I don't feel like just because you like it's the type of person you are underneath you know and it takes an event to unleash that. So, like, you know, in the first Batman movie, Jack Napier was a bad dude already. He was a gangster. He was a sadist. He was all these things. And then he got, fell into a vat of chemicals. And it, that was the psychic break, you know? Like, he lost his yeah. mind. Yeah. But he was already a terrible person. So, like, I feel like that's what's more interesting is, like, taking maybe taking a good guy and showing that underneath there was always these evil sort of ambitions or intentions or there was this ability for a normal guy to, like, become insane and, you know, that feared and that much of a threat. So, I don't know. You don't, you don't need, it doesn't need to be supernatural. It doesn't need to be, you know, crazy comic book um, origin story. Right. It could just be like he comes home one day and it could be like a death wish thing, but instead of becoming a vigilante for good, he becomes like this crazy criminal. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough because, you know, Batman is so closely tied now to his origin. And, like, a fresh thing would be for it to be like Batman isn't responsible or involved in any way. Like, he just, the Joker formed completely on his own somehow. I thought you were saying, like, change Batman's origin story and, like, have, like, like, because, you know, like, in Smallville, like, the TV show, like, you know, his parents were both alive, like, in, yeah. in literally every other iteration ever, Jonathan Kent's never been alive. Like, what if you did a Batman where, like, the Waynes are still alive? Hmm. Like, does he, how, how, do you, how do you become Batman yeah. if your parents aren't dead, you don't have the motivation? Yeah, I don't know if you do. That's weird. They did a, they did a, a, a alternate story where Bruce and his mom die and his dad becomes Batman anyway, you know? Oh, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thomas Wayne? So it's almost like... Oh, I think what happened was the Bruce died, the mom became the Joker, and the dad became Batman. Whoa, what? Yeah, like, yeah, so... I think they... It's a bit of a misstep. What's that from? It's called Flashpoint. It's like Oh, a, okay. Yeah, it's like a uh, alternate universe tale, I guess. Huh, okay. Thomas Wayne. Speaking Batman. of... Joker and Suicide Squad, one of the newest podcasts on our network, Real Bad, which has existed since August, oh, but yeah. just joined our network on March 1st. They did Suicide Squad, and what, yep. was, what was interesting to me is that on that show, they always try to fix movies, and like, how would you fix it? Would you have to burn it all down? Whatever. Basically, what I think... Well, definitely what I think about that movie, and I think what you maybe agree with, but maybe not, I think it should have been a Joker and Harley movie with Deadshot. That would have been cool. But they basically, the way that they fix it is, like, get rid of the Joker altogether. It's like, no, like, that's the only mm. thing that works See, for I, I, I kind of agree with them, because if you, anytime you put the Joker as the bad guy, it's got to be Batman chasing him, in my opinion. Just from, because it's like, the Joker's loose? Who do you call? Batman. Like, you're not going to call the Suicide Squad because the Joker's on the loose. Well, the Joker's not the bad guy, though, in this movie. Right. Uh, I like the way he's in it, because you're right, he's just trying to rescue Harley, basically, the whole movie. Um, 
I for me the 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 big misstep for Suicide Squad is the actual mission itself. Like I'm okay with getting all these colorful characters together to do something, but it has to be an actual mission that it's like interest like it, it just it just fell back onto another one of those like you should just call Superman or well, something. Well that that's what was funny was that they they point this out on Real Bad, shout out Real Bad again, is that the point of Suicide Squad is to get a team together so that if something like Superman is like incredibly powerful and goes evil, you have this group that's going to be able to stop them, right? And then what happens in the movie is that Sorceress goes evil, yeah. and they can't stop Sorceress. <laughs> like, they're there, like, they basically are created to stop this thing that, like, they sort of cause, and then just, like, yeah. can't stop. It's like, well... I feel like they needed to steal something or stop something way less powerful, uh, ultimately, and more of them needed to die. They needed to show how much more expendable they were, that it was an actual suicide mission, and Deadshot should have lost an eye, um, because he loses an eye on the Arrow TV show, and he's fucking awesome, and then they wrote him out of the show because they wanted to make Suicide Squad... Like, the Suicide Squad were in Season 2 of Arrow, and they're really? amazing. They went on some awesome... They went on at least two awesome missions, and then there was a mandate handed down that says, these characters are off-limits now. Because we're making the movie, the last appearance when they they actually had the vo- someone do a voice of Harley Quinn from behind like a uh, cell door, going like, "Can I come along this time?" Like doing the whole so like they were gonna have Harley Quinn, they were gonna have Killer Cr- like everybody, and then it was like you can't use them anymore on TV because we're making but a movie that's out so of them. Dumb because like it's a different universe. I know, and they're doing it with the Flash. Like they're not saying the Flash can't be on TV and have a movie at the same time. Oh. And the same thing happened, I think, for a while with Deathstroke. They were going to do a, that Deathstroke Batman movie, and he finally shows up in the post-credit scenes of um, Justice League. But he was a very big part of Arrow, and he was great on that show. And then they wrote him off for like three seasons because they weren't sure who what they were going to do with him. So dumb. It's too bad. At least that's dumb in a different way than DC is usually dumb. Like that's just like a poor plan. Like that's just like a. Why? Like, why would you, like, sacrifice one property for another? Like, yeah. people aren't going to be confused. Like, there's not... I mean, there's... Like, the people who watch the Arrow TV show are also going to see these movies, but, like, yeah. you're not going to be like, hey, this isn't my Suicide Squad. Like, and it's not like the Marvel, where the Marvel TV stuff has specifically set up and said, like, if they're in the movie, they're, you know, they're not going to be on the show, but it's all the same universe. So, like, technically, there can't be a Daredevil movie and you can't, like, recast him. You know what I'm saying? you got to use this Daredevil, I feel. Or, like, you got to use this Jessica Jones, like, if you're going to bring him into the films. Right. Whereas well, with that DC... I mean, because S.H.I.E.L.D. is the same universe, I mean, obviously. technically, it's all the same. There are two different production houses. Right. But technically, it's the same Marvel MCU. Okay. I believe so, if I'm not mistaken. Unless they did something on S.H.I.E.L.D. where it turned out like they were in an alternate Earth, but no, I don't know. No, S.H.I.E.L.D. is still the same thing. Shield, but S.H.I.E.L.D.'s different, though. S.H.I.E.L.D. is like, because, I mean, Clark Gregg, like the, mm-hmm. the Coulson character, is a literal carryover crossover. And they did that, like, that episode of like the Thor cleanup from like... Yeah, you know, they... The, the Avengers cleanup, the, or the Captain America, whatever. No, Avengers 2, the Ultron cleanup. They have, like, that was a big storyline or whatever. This is the Lucy of this world. Oh, my gosh. You know who he kind of looks like? Andy? No, no, no. <laughs> I was thinking of um, the that uh, evil kid from Twin Peaks in the new in the Return. What was his name? Um. Whoa, Dennis Hopper just got impaled. Nice. What's his name's daughter? Uh, daughter. What's his name's? Uh, what's her name's? Um, 
Talking about Caleb Landry Jones? No. No, 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 no. Uh, Audrey's son. Um, the guy who plays Audrey's son? Um, I don't remember. Not Hulk Hand. Let me see. He's like the Mr. C's son. Audrey and Mr. C have the had that guy that... Um, you know, he, he like beats the shit out of his grandma for the money and everything. Yeah, I don't remember. I feel like between the two of us, we remember most things, but Something it's rare horn. that one of us... It's rare that we both remember the same thing. Was it Roger Horn? I don't know. You're not talking about Wally Brando. No. <laughs> Which I love, though. Oh, Wally. Laura Flynn Boyle saving Cage's life. Oh, man, I forgot there's like 300 characters on this season. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of people. (laughs) It would probably be easier to Google Audrey Horn's son. Find out who you're talking about. This is great radio, one of us looking something up on IMDb, and me trying to make <laughs> sense of the movie I haven't really been watching. Richard. Richard Horn. Can I see him? Yeah. Evil Richard. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Mr. Yeah, C yeah, tells yeah, him to go, yeah, like, yeah, stand yeah. on a rock, and then he, like, flashes out of existence. <laughs> he's like, he's such shit. a minor character, though. No way! He's, he's, he's not? He, I thought he was one of the biggest new characters. He's one of the most reoccurring new new ones. Is he? Yeah. He's, uh. As far as, like, new characters go, I feel like he has the most screen time. Couldn't tell you. I like your new phone, though. We're no longer crack screen. No, man, you knew this. This from last time. Really? Yeah. I've had this for a while now. She's not very observant. Mm. Watch and observe. Observe and report? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You seen that one? I have seen that one. Okay. Not in a while. I should probably rewatch that, but... The first time I saw it, I really didn't like it. I was like, oh, this is like an evil movie. But the second time I saw it, I got it, and I thought it was hilarious. But there's some things the first time around I was like, I don't know if I should be even laughing at this or even keep watching this movie. That's really dark. It's really dark. It's like it's, it's super duper dark, but it's it's way more of a comedy, you know. I feel like it's okay to laugh watching that movie. Will these two get away? Find out next time on Cage Club Revisited. <laughs> oh man, imagine Hobo Cage just riding the rails. I would love it. Finally getting out of that damn town. Here we go. They made it. Did you ever see that show with that artist, is it John Cho? Who was, uh, he like, I think he became really famous after he painted like the mural at Facebook and asked for like stock instead of money and now he became like a millionaire off of Facebook or something but like he had a show for a while where he was just riding the rails huh it was really really interesting I I think it's called Thumbs Up or something I don't know Uh, let me see let me look it up 
looked at him. Oh no, Cage stabbed in the back once again. At least she's consistent to her character. She's an outlaw. She's a bad guy. She doesn't care. Cage has saved her time and again for this movie. And yet, <laughs> she's going to hold him up, stick him up, threaten to kill him, maybe kill him. Wants the money, wants to get away, wants a clean start, doesn't want to be known. Damn it, Laura Flynn Boyle. Dave Cho, thumbs up. Yeah, because John Cho is uh, either Harold or Kumar. Yeah, he's uh, Sulu now. And also in Columbus, which so, is great. Oh, okay, so it's on Vice. You could also watch it all on Vice. How to Hitchhike Across America Season 1 is on Vice, but his actual, the first show was Thumbs Up. What's his name? Um, Dave Cho? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Thumbs Up Season 1, Part 1 of 5. And yeah, like, that's him up here. Him okay. and like his cousin, they just hop on the railways and they just go. Like hobo style? Like actually- Yeah, no, like straight up hobo. Like, they, they're not like, Homeless people up by any like he's a he's an actual like established artist and everything, um, so like they got money and stuff, but it's just like for the experience and to like explore America. Oh, I remember this. He he empties the money out of the bag. Yeah. Damn it, Laura Flynn. Laura Mike Flynn Boyle. <laughs> Especially since his name is Mike in the movie. Mm. There it all goes. You know, it it would almost be true to her character for her to dive out here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just go get it. Mm -hmm. But he pushes her. Violence towards women. Woman is attacked. Woman is attacked. Incredible. Well, now she could, like, seriously just go walk back and get it. Maybe that's her favorite curse because she just said it a couple times. Here come the fuzz. And I have nine squares plus the free space. Just One, two, three, that... four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So including free space, I have ten. Yeah, me too. That was a tough game. Wow. Bingo. Look at that. Man, oh, man. It's all tied up. It's all tied up. This was tough. Good flick, though. Really like Red Rock West. Like it as this sleepy, modern, western... Neo noir, whatever yep. thing it is. Yep. Didn't talk a Did lot. I, oh, about look, look! He ain't hungry no more. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime anyone keeps a little bit of the yeah, cash at the end of the movie. <laughs> I love it. Finally, audio just red rock. <laughs> See, that was the thing. He he's trying to get out of town on a car. He needs to get in a train. Then he could get gas. Yeah, you need coal power, steam power, you don't need <laughs> gasoline powered. There's maybe what, like five people in this movie? <laughs> I love that about it. Yeah, of note, there's the husband, there's Laura Flynn Boyle, there's Cage and Dennis Hopper, and, and there's a sheriff. Oh, I was going to say there's the warden from Lo- Logan Lucky, uh, the truck driver. <laughs> this is his song, this is the song. Thousand miles from nowhere. There we go. So the the White Yoakum song, over the closing credits, yeah, including all the like the, even like the small parts in there. There's finally like twenty people. So like, nice. Most of them are, are of no significance, really. So that's a beautiful shot. Um, you think that was a one and done? 
just get on the train and I'm going to watch it go. It would have been a pain in the ass to roll that train all the way back and reset just for this shot. Well, you figure probably there's going to be like a bunch of trains there or whatever, you know, one a day or whatever, a couple times a day. So you probably, just, if you don't get it this time, you just wait for the next time. Oh, you don't think they like locked off this track for the couple hours and ran the train back and forth a few times? I honestly don't know. Okay. Things I think about over the closing shot. Because <laughs> it just looks like it's going incredibly slow around that corner as if to keep it in shot long enough. But... I like how it doesn't fade to black immediately. Yeah, I guess maybe once the train goes away. I still, still see another one or two cars from the train before oh, it goes well, the Oh, look at that. Bernardo Rocky. All lowercase Rocky. Um, is um, Harrison Ford one of the Carpenters? You know he was a Carpenter, right? In the band, the Carpenters? <laughs> no, no. He was an actual, like, he used to build sets. He was a Carpenter. And he was like, that's how he got cast in Star... Well, that's how he got to read for Star Wars. He was hanging around building sets and stuff. Not Fades of Black. And um, George Lucas, like, got to know him and put him in American Graffiti. Huh. And then he was building sets for Star Wars, I think, or something. And he was always around so he would be someone that the actors would read against because huh. he was always there Sure. Um, and eventually Lucas like started taking him seriously and considering him as part of the actual production you know who else was a carpenter Jesus there you go <laughs> like, let me tell you about Jesus Christ <laughs> do you have another hour and a half here's, here's where we finally got to this is the, the real reason <laughs> for both the season and also for Cage Club <laughs> Church of Latter-day Saints? Is that where we're at? <laughs> it's funny. Me and Brian Rodriguez from PSL of Hoffman have this thing about The Last Temptation of Christ, about how Harvey Keitel is cast as Judas. And he's basically, like, in that movie, he's like, Damn it, Jesus Christ! What's wrong with you, you son of a bitch? <laughs> like, he, he's just talking like a New Yorker at him. He's like, Can't you make, like, a nice desk? Why do you always have to make, like, a crucifix? You moron! <laughs> like, <laughs> it's definitely an interesting take. <laughs> and Bobby, Bobby, uh, Bobby Peru as Jesus Christ. Really? Yeah, Willem Dafoe in Last Temptation is, wow. is Jesus. He's amazing. I, I really. That's one of Scorsese's like weirdest movies by far. Wow. Okay. Like it gets really sort of metaphysical and like written trippy. by John R. Cash, performed by Johnny Cash. Oh. Must hmm. I wonder if wrote in a different name. You get double pay if you have a different name. No, probably not because Toby would have done it differently too. Dwayne and Dwayne Yoakam too. <laughs> anyway, as we wrap up this episode of Cage Clipper Visited, sorry to cut off your story about Last Temptation of Christ. I oh, that was the end of it. Crazy. Um, it's all good. Email us mailbag at Cage Club. I mean, did you make it all the way to the end here? Did you actually watch the movie? Did you not? Just let us know. Facebook.com slash Cage Club at Cage Club Pod on Twitter. Oh, thank you, oh. Mom and Dad. Shout out, Mom and Dad. Nice. New Cage Club movie. Uh, or as it's known in Japan, Bad Dad. Da- Daddy or something? But isn't it Bad Daddy? <laughs> uh, do, uh, oh, shoot, what did I want to say? Go to cageclub.me slash shows. Check out everything. Go to cageclub.me and find our, um, Bingo cards, play along Cage Club Bingo. Cageclub.me, Facebook.com slash Cage Club, at Cage Club Pod on Twitter. And last but not least, email us mailbag at cageclub.me. In two weeks, we will be back. Michael, what's the next one we're going to do? We have, we have two left. I don't know. 
What's what are we gonna do next? next? Not sure. It's gonna be a mystery. No, we gotta we gotta let them let them know because they're gonna they're gonna record it. They're gonna um, they're gonna watch okay, it. Okay, just in case it's the last one we do today, it's gonna be stolen. Stolen from 2012 ish, I think. So go watch that. Probably on Netflix. <laughs> Most likely. Bye.